Let's fly down the five. Destination, Pachunga Arena. Everything San Diego goals. And the American Hockey League, right now on Goals Report. Welcome into a new episode of Gulls Report here on Duckstream. Alexis Downey joined now by Andy Zilch. Andy, we're getting down to the home stretch for this hockey season. What's the energy been like around the team in San Diego? Well, it's uh, it's been ups and downs here. Uh, the team just got off their longest four-game winning streak uh, of the season and then unfortunately followed up by a winless skid. But they're taking positives from their previous few games. I mean, there was a game against Calgary who is – the league's best team, hardly any holes on that squad. And they were toe to toe with them on Sunday in the last meeting that we had in Alberta. And it was a really good hockey game. The Gauls took advantage of the opportunities that were given to them. And as you're well aware, that's what good hockey clubs do. So they had a really good rebound performance. So they're looking to continue that despite not getting two points. Mm-hmm. They're hoping for a victory against Tucson here on Wednesday back in San Diego. Now, I know the last time we chatted, it was ahead of the Hockey is for Everyone game. And I know Marley Sommer was getting ready to sing the national anthem. So I just wanted to know how that night went and uh, how that was for him as well. Uh, You know, it's funny you bring that up because uh, we were talking about that on the road trip and just how neat that was. I don't think I've ever seen an anthem like that, that first of all, uh, Marley, who has Down syndrome, knocked it out of the park. And he actually, he wanted to keep going and do the O Canada, which I thought was a a riot. (laughs) Like we loved it. And he was pretty pumped up about it too. Uh, We were talking about it on the trip, me and the trainers. And we, I even saw photos of him. He was practicing. He was practicing in front of the players before the game. Mm. So he was jazzed up for it. And he's been an integral part of our our hockey club here. And, And he's been around the equipment managers. He's helped fold the towels. He's been in the athletic training room. He's just been providing a good, upbeat, positive spirit to our players, our staff, and myself included. And he takes some bus trips, too. So Mm. when we get off and, you know, we pull into Coachella Valley, he's the first one off the bus. And and I can hear him to the players. He'll be like, come on, let's go. Let's go. And I'll give him (laughs) fish bumps. It was great. I was so happy to see him do that. That's so awesome. And I'm sure it was really special, too, for head coach Roy Sommer to see it as well. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he's been with uh, we call him Mo. So Mo's his nickname mm. uh, ever since Mo uh, has uh, been with Roy all the way back to when he started coaching. Uh, those two have been a pair and Mo's mm. been on every bus trip with Roy. So it's been something that's been pretty special. I, I guarantee it for Roy as well. Well, looking at this Gulls team now, as I mentioned, the season's getting down to the wire at the end. Uh, so when you look at the group that has been in the locker room this year, do you have someone who has stood out to you this season with their performance overall, whether it's just been on the ice or both off the ice and on the ice? Well, I mean, we could start. There's a handful of players uh, that mm-hmm. I could really pick. I mean, the, the entire group of new players that have come in have impressed me both on and off the ice. I actually had the pleasure of talking with Chase Prisky in last night's SoCal Hockey Talk, and uh, he is in a household full of hockey players. His wife actually played professional hockey. So uh, he is a great spirit, a great person to talk to. Dylan Secura is another one. Uh, I actually, ironically enough, we were in the airport yesterday, leaving from Calgary, and it was a crowded bunch, so players were just trying to find seats. Sakura and Slavin sat next to myself and some of the equipment guys, and 
you know, we were just chewing on a bone and it was great to talk to those guys and get to know them a little bit better. And, you know, we already know Andre Schuster from his time previously. So Mm -hmm. they had a great spirit to the locker room and it's been a breath of fresh air, but to flat out answer your question, uh, I think the, the number one guy has been Chase DeLeo. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we all know why he's got to see, he's been a positive impact. And when we learned of his signing in San Diego, you know, we're like, Oh, if, if he does come here, it's going to be great because he's a wonderful, wonderful human being and he's a darn good hockey player. And the team has obviously been without Lukash Dostal in the net since he's been up here developing with Anaheim, getting a lot of experience. Um, you know, from your perspective, being able to watch him grow and get to this point with Anaheim this season and have this time to play at the NHL level, you know, how happy does that make you for him? I, I, am one of his biggest fans. <laughs> and, I mean, I, uh, I, I know a lot of the, and I remember a lot of the interactions that him and I have had, and, you know, it all backdates to the toughest season that we've all ever seen, which was the COVID year. And in San Diego, you know, a lot of us got uprooted from our, our homes here and we had to relocate up to Irvine. So, you know, we, we joined in that, that was somewhat of a bonding experience for all of us that were involved during that season. And, uh, that was his first pro level in North America. And ever since that season, I was like, wow, this kid's pretty good. And then you followed up next year. I'm like, wow, he really is good. And then this year I'm like, okay, he's incredible. And it's not just what he does on the ice. It's what he does off the ice. And I, I wish we could get a camera to follow him around for a week. And I'm not just talking at the arena. Like he is so disciplined with everything. Mm-hmm. He he is, he is very mentally aware of what's going in his body, what he's eating, what he needs to do, how much rest he needs to have. It's, it's been a really fun experience to watch him get to where he is. And, and you know, this too, because I've talked about this on our very first episode, he's going to be an elite NHL goaltender. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the tandem that's been playing with the Gauls right now, without Dostal, Ole Erickson, and Gage Alexander. I know you had the chance to speak with Gage today. Um, before his homecoming, so let's take a t- second to listen to that. We're back inside the Pechanga Arena and talking with Gulls goaltender Gage Alexander. Just came back from your hometown. How was it being up in Canada and playing in Alberta for the first time as a pro? Yeah, it was uh, it was super special for me. Obviously, uh, having a ton of family and friends out uh, for both games, and um, I think it was just super special for everyone that's contributed everything to, to help me get to, to where I am now and and to to give back and to to see all the people that want to see me and, and everything like that's pretty cool and it's pretty cool to be a part of with this group. Have you played in that arena in junior before? No, I haven't actually. Uh, I, I never I never got the nod in, in there and uh, I think it was uh, a lot of excitement, a little bit of nerves going in there. Obviously, I've, I've watched a ton of hockey in, in, in that barn growing up, watching the Flames and, and everything, so it was, it was super special for me and my family. So would that have been the first time you, your blades ever hit the ice there? Did you ever practice there or play as a kid? Yeah, we, we practiced a couple of times. I mean, morning skates and stuff like that, but it doesn't really uh, doesn't really feel the same when you step on the ice and there's a couple thousand people screaming and stuff like that. So uh, that, was, that was definitely pretty cool. Well, we got the Tucson Roadrunners ahead of us here. You've played very well against them. You had your very first win against them in your pro level, and it seems like the team's worked really well against Tucson. Let's talk about yourself first. What's worked so well for you against the Roadrunners? Yeah, I mean, uh, our guys box out really well. I mean, they're they're a team that likes to crash the net a lot and play physical. 
And uh, I mean, I think it's just a, just a just something we need to focus on on our group and uh, playing structurally sound in our defensive zone and and being hard to play against. Also, I think we kind of strayed away from that on, on on the past weekend. And I think if we we get back to that, I think we're gonna have some success against them. The communication, I'm sure, is very important between you and the defensemen. Now that you are clearly settled in here in the American Hockey League, how has the communication been between you and the defensemen? It seems like you've rolled in here and haven't had a hiccup. Yeah, I mean, uh, communication is a huge part of feeling comfortable, right? If you're if you're all communicating, you're all having success together. And uh, I mean, for me, I think communication is a big part of my game. It's the way I stay involved in the game. If I'm not uh, getting any shots, I think it's I think it's a good good thing to get get good at and and just to help the guys make better plays and stuff like that if they have their back turned or or whatever it is just to help them in any way I can. I haven't talked to you about uh, your impressions of the hockey atmosphere here with uh, Southern California fans and in San Diego. How has it been? And I mean, you've had some really good nights that you've been in between the pipes with the crowd being pretty loud. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest, coming down here and, and uh, just with the fans, not sure if uh, if there's a lot of fans here, but no, they've been they've been unreal every game I've been in been in the net. They've supported me and, and the team, and it's a uh, super super great crowd to get behind. So, from some of your takeaways from your conversation with Gage and how the two of them have been handling, you know, taking on this role with the team, um, you know, what have you seen out of them and in your conversation with Gage? Well, you know, a lot's been thrown on his plate. And uh, I actually talked with our goaltending coach, Jeff Lass, about that probably three weeks into Gage getting to San Diego. And he acknowledged that. He said, you know, we're going to give him the steering wheel here and see how he handles it because it's new to him. And we're just going to let him absorb everything that's coming in his direction. And I think he's done it extremely well. Uh, he's had some bad games. You're going to have those hiccups every now and then. Dostal had him at the beginning of the year. It's not a big deal. But he's learning from that adversity. And Ole Eriksson, he came in and played on Sunday against Calgary and put up a darn good performance. And it's such a shame that he couldn't get the victory. He's been struggling to find W's this year. But that was one of those games where if you play any other team in the league, he's getting the win. So he's complimenting a Gage Alexander just as well as he did with Luke Ash Dostal and Erickson Eck, like I said, how I'm the cheerleader for Dostal. Erickson Eck's the guy who's very supportive of every netminder that's with him on a team. I, I'm really impressed with how those two have been working since Gage got here. When you look ahead to the rest of the games this week for the Gauls, the last time they played Tucson was early March and it was a weekend sweep. So how are you expecting to see the team maybe replicate that on Wednesday evening? Well, it's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> Tucson comes in. Tucson comes in really hot. You know, when we were playing the Roadrunners uh, in Tucson, they're a team. They're a little banged up. They had one or two players missing, but they were still had their their top scorer. They still had Adam Cracknell on the team, who's a great veteran leader in, in the American Hockey League, and they had the physicality with Boko Imama. So. We, we're going to have a really good game on our hands uh, tomorrow night. The Gulls are hitting their down slope right now. Hopefully they can tick it back up. But Tucson just won back-to-back -back games in Colorado. And mm. if you've, if anybody listening in, if they've ever been to Loveland, Colorado, where the Eagles play, it's an arena that holds about 4,000 or so. They sell it out 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty rambunctious building. And the Eagles thrive off that. It's so hard to win. And Tucson did it back-to-back -back times. So the Gauls have their work cut out for them, and I think this game's going to turn out to effort. That's all it's going to boil down to.
And the goals are going to be going to Colorado for the last two games of their season to play against the Eagles as well. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> ironic because that's how we ended the season uh, in the COVID year. Mm. We played in Colorado for the final two games of the year. And, you know, like I said, it's, a, it's another tough one. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting the way the schedules lied out this year. We've had a lot of plane trips in the beginning. Then out of the past two months, we've had all bus trips. We haven't even left California up until this past weekend in, Cal in Calgary. I think the last time that we left California was mid-January, maybe. Uh, now we're headed to Des Moines this weekend. So it's uh, it's really good that the team's able to do this here at the end. And when I say the team's doing this, that means some bonding time. You know, mm -hmm. they, they all had a day off on Saturday that they they went out and spread out across Calgary. So, you know, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of new players on the team and they're all getting to know each other once more and, and come together here as the regular season concludes. Well, Andy, it seems like it's a busy time in San Diego between the Gulls games and then opening day in baseball and then San Diego State in the Final Four. So what's it like in San Diego right now? I know you weren't there over the weekend having been in Calgary, but how how's the energy around the city? Well, you know, I love this time of year and it's uh, it's really good that the Aztecs are doing what they're doing, but the Padres uh, noise has been going on for about two months. I mean, heck, you get even backdated when they signed Xander Bogarts. I mean, there's been fans, and I have to agree, I'm a very big baseball fan, and Cardinals are my number one, but the Padres <laughs> are my number two. And, and I have to admit, this is probably going to be the best four that we've seen atop of an MLB lineup in quite some time with Tati, Soto, Machado, and Bogarts. So I'm I'm excited to see what the Padres can do here. The Aztecs, I don't watch basketball. Look, <laughs> I, I don't I don't pay attention to it. Yeah, I remember you I said you didn't know. do a, a bracket this year. Yep. Didn't even do a bracket. I, I barely, barely know what a traveling call is, but I watched the entire Aztecs game on Saturday. And I or was it Sunday? So yeah, Sunday, because I was supposed to be doing my pregame prep, but I decided to take an hour and a half off. But but um, you know, I was watching the entire game and I was glued to the TV. It's just fun to be a part of this atmosphere. And, you know, San Diego's overdue. They, they had the Chargers ripped from their hands. I completely disagree with that still to this day. I know what it feels like being a St. Louis native and having a team leave for L.A. But uh, San Diego, San Diego is due for something here, whether it be a Padres big W at the end in October or whether the Aztecs take the final four, which both have a very strong chance. Well, Andy, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Gulls Report here on DuckStream. No, thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to uh, closing out the regular season here with some big W's. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on DuckStream.